This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And looking I'm forward looking forward to, to a this. favorite conversation today. <laughs> you know, when you when you said that that we've talked about it before, I'm thinking, now when exactly did we talk about this? But there's so many aspects of it, you know, yeah. so many facets. And I was tempted to leaf back through the Dead Sea Scrolls of listings of the episodes that we've done, because this is number 132, so there are a mm-hmm. fair number of them. And there is a mention of oneness in there at least once as a topic, and it's foundational. I hope I'm not giving anything away, because we begin a very practical prayer, recognizing that there is one power and presence, one love, one source. And the second step of the prayer is to recognize that because there's only that one, we're part of it. So oneness is kind of important. And when I say kind of, I mean, that's pretty much the ballgame. There's some important nuance beyond that, but that's the idea here. There's not duality or trinity or a pantheon of gods or the rest of that. There's just the one. So back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it when it comes to God and spirit. I, I get that. The step one. And two, no problem when it comes to God. And since I have no problem when it comes to God, and I keep, you know, I listen to the prayers that you've prayed over time and the ones in the book and all that, and I get it. I say, okay, this is great. But what stumped me a little bit was the oneness of you and I. Now, hmm. that's cool too. You know, I can get that until it gets to where somebody is misbehaving. <laughs> What I would call misbehaving. <laughs> yep. And and you know what I'm saying? You know where I'm going with this, right? And I thought, oh, now, wait a minute. But then the argument loses its energy when you, when you talk about God being one with us, not just the good us, if you, you know, but the all of us, the everybody mm-hmm. us. That's when it gets sticky because... I don't like to think of myself as one with somebody that I don't want to think myself one with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand. I, yeah. And um, I, I could probably, at the risk, I don't want to risk anybody misunderstanding what I mean by that, but I'm going to take a shot that, you know, our audience is intelligent enough to know that I'm talking about like crazies. You know, I don't want to be considered one with people that are doing things that I consider crazy. 
and negative. Yeah. But then when you look at oneness of spirit and uh, expressing through the vessel, whatever kind of vessel it happens to be, yeah, like to me, that's like maturity in spirit, you know? When you're understanding it, you got to be like a grown up. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? you know, there's, and, and there's one way of looking at it is like the, 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 the people who we have a disagreement with, and it's a modest little disagreement. We say, oh, well, you know, it's just somebody with a different perspective. And uh, then we get into politics. And especially recently, politics have become so divisive. Mm-hmm. And we were just having conversations about this over the course of the last several days is that there's been a tendency towards the alarmism of, oh, my God, if the other side gets in control, they're going to destroy everything. And both sides are saying that. And we're just ratcheting up the otherness and the separation that there is going on there. So let's not talk about that. Let's talk about school shooters, because almost everybody agrees the school shootings are bad. Right. There's not anybody who's going to come down on the side of the shooters. And still, we've got those things that are going on. And if there's only one, then the school shooter is part of that one as well, even though it has nothing to do with me. And there are people who are carrying out terrorist attacks and other people who are carrying out terrorist counterattacks and and invasions and defending themselves. And there's all sorts of conflict that's going on and otherness. And it's so easy to identify my group, my party, my colleagues, my tribe, and then the people who are not part of it and then having a fight and an otherness. And there's just a huge amount of that going on now, which I, I, I get it. I understand. And that's not to say, oh, well, we have to be happy with it. I got to be okay with that. Genocide, sure, bring it on. That's actually <laughs> caused a little bit of trouble. Even just Mm -hmm. the idea that somebody might say that they're throwing out university presidents for even considering the possibility that balancing free speech with saying something that's horrible is uh, is is somehow even a question. But it's bringing up the otherness. How how dare you say that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's true, it doesn't matter whether I say it. And if it's not true, it doesn't matter whether I say it. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) It it is. It's a lot. So let's sort of, we don't have to wind back to politics because it could be just anything that you right. don't like. And, and I brought up politics first so we could just dispose of it. <laughs> Although it's the easiest one to ride with, we'll just behave, right, today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, so when you, okay, this is how I do it. Because I got to find a way to make it work for me in my head so I can understand it. When I see the negative on, on the other side, I mean, not something that I just disagree with, but something that I think, like, it's just destructive, it's whatever. And I just pause for a minute, and I go back to where I can't go back any further. You know, it's like in the beginning, whether it's the Big Bang or whether it's Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. So what am I looking at here, God? You know, like, what are you doing? And for me, that works because it gives me a grounding place to stop. And it's not necessarily God doing it. Like if, if God has a, if we think of God as having an intelligence and an intent, I don't think it's God's intent to come and blow crap up. 
and, you know, <laughs> you know, make it just divisions and hatred. But that is a part of our choice to make. And I think, and, and please correct me, I know you will if I'm not right, but we have free will and it's almost like God goes with it, right? So if you want to be stupid, then that's the expression right then. You know, God is expressing. We're, we're free to our, to, we have free access to our stupidity. Yes, yes. And God's not going to stop you. Although we would like to think that God does and will. And so I'll yeah, stand okay. there. Well, no, there you go. Let's, let's blame the big guy. Because then we don't have yeah. to take responsibility for how crappy the situation has become. Exactly. And, and right. I think that's high-level conversation. That's high-level mm-hmm. thinking. Because God is good, so therefore I can just say, okay, look, God, you're going to have to fix all this. But <laughs> I, I And just, maybe God will fix it by changing the outside circumstance, or you'll see it in a different way. We don't yeah. really want to acknowledge that maybe I'm going to see this differently. Exactly. But, you know, I'm thinking about um, really, like, negative, really negative. And the, pers- the, the person... The perpetrator has to see it in a different way. Maybe. Do, for things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind back to a key phrase that you used a little earlier. Okay. Okay, which was blowing things up. And I know exactly what you meant. And do you know who invented dynamite? Hmm. Alfred Nobel. Same Nobel. What is he uh, currently known for? Peace. <laughs> Yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize. And that was because he made dynamite, and it's a remarkably valuable tool. I mean, the number Mm -hmm. when when you're driving down the interstate and you see the rocks on this side and the rocks on that side, what took out the rocks was dynamite and then shovels Mm -hmm. or earth-moving equipment. So it's really valuable as a tool. It's Mm -hmm. really valuable as moving our technology forward. You know, uh, the difference between uh, a, a missile launch and a space rocket is just what's at the top of it. It's not, it's not the way the technology works. So, you know, launching the rockets is either good or bad, depending on the intention of the person launching. The dynamite itself, Alfred Nobel realized that this could be used as a destructive weapon, and it's been used very effectively as a destructive weapon. Or it could be used for peace. So he wanted to, to focus on peace. And interestingly, dynamite has the reputation of destroying things, and Alfred Nobel has the reputation of the Peace Prize. So it works. <laughs> It works. And (laughs) it does. And I see that. But the thing that you said that's really, really, um, you know, like pivotal in this, it's the intention of the person. Right. Because the the dynamite or whatever powerful thing it is might be, it is what it is. It's how I intend to use it or you intend to use it. Mm -hmm. So we're not... So when we want things to be good, I'm not sure if I'm going down the right road with this, but I'll just try it anyway. If we want things to be good, it's dealing with the intent of the other person. Yes? As um, yes, and it also has to do with the notion of good. Because if there's good, then when there's not good, there's what we would evaluate as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is the understanding of who's making that judgment 
And do I actually have the authority to make that judgment for other people or can I just make that uh, for myself? Like I can look at the circumstance and I can say, this is completely unacceptable. You know, this is, there, there's, there's one power in presence and it's showing up like this, not in my world, please. And I'm going to take some steps to make some changes because it occurs to us that it's not good. There are other people who are doing what they're doing and we might label it as not good or bad. And they're doing the best that they can in the circumstances. And that's what's happening is that oneness, that one power and presence. It's sharing itself as all of its creation. Everything is that one. And we get to interact with each other as individualizations, as, as different teeth on the gears that are coming together to allow a new experience to come about. I mean, I've said before that if you went to a cocktail party with God, it would be the most boring conversation ever. Have you heard the one about? Yes. Have you ever? Yes. Do you wonder about? No. <laughs> we're here to have those experiences of surprise and delight and understanding and growth and and learning yeah i get that like in theory it makes sense i was watching a show the other day and um it was some terrorist activity and you know it, it's it, it's not political or anything it was just a show and clearly you know they were setting off these uh, bombs and what have you to make a point. And I'm thinking oneness, you know, I'm looking at the show instead of, <laughs> I got this whole, um, all of Bill Marcioni's teachings are coming through <laughs> and <laughs> on this show, right? And, and the, the guy was going to blow things up and a lot of people would be hurt. And so we would all agree that that's a terrible thing. So anyway, he's ended up in the hospital and he's and and he was defending what he was doing, you know, and I'm thinking, this is terrible. How could you think that way? But then, you know, you said the person is doing the best they can with what they have. And I thought, ah, no, he wasn't, you know, like, but what seemed to work was dealing with the person's intention. Your intention is to make this point. But in so doing, you're hurting a lot of innocent people. Is that what right. you want? Is that your intention? And so, you know, that's me overthinking stuff. I'm saying, let's stay right here. Let's <laughs> stay right here. I'm not trying to change your mind about your politics or anything, but is this the best way to go right. about it? You know, right. what's your and, intention? And there's and there are people who get to the end of their rope because they've been trying to make a point and the people who they're trying to make a point with just won't listen. So they go to extreme measures. And I am not going to condone any of that. I just kind of have an understanding of what it is that's going on. Let's take a break and then continue this discussion about oneness and that which does not seem like it. Hmm. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. 
take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Listen, during the break, just as we were going, I came up with a thought. So I want you to take this. Okay. So since I am fully aware that um, God moves in me, through me, as me, right? God is expressing through my particular personality, gifts, and all that business. And that makes me very often more times that I probably realize, do I want to express God this way? Do I want to express God this way? And I hear myself mm-hmm. saying that often. Okay. That's cool with me. That's great. But, That's a very high level of awareness. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just there are other people who are not spending a lot of time thinking about the, the way that they're expressing God. They're just doing what they're doing. Yeah, Jimmy, let's just go take the car, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, so maybe my way is just like two uh, elementary school kids. You know, people are just thinking on a different level now. And it's not how I'm expressing God, it's how I'm expressing myself, what mm-hmm. I want, which brings in the ego thing. You see what I mean? It just gets all, it's a lot in there. Oh, it all gets tangled up. And, yeah. and you you came out a little bit judgmental about kindergartners just a minute ago, you know, acting like a little kid, like you're being so simplistic. And the fact of the matter is, if we all had the consciousness that we had when we were going into kindergarten before we started getting really domesticated and the world telling us how things really work and what we have to believe and what we can't do and what we always need to do and all the rest of that stuff, we'd be much better off. You know, mm. the, the, the rules to live by are really simple. Like if you live by the golden rule and you're actually honest about it mm. and you want other people to have the good that you want, that's kind of utopian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and everybody knows the golden rule. It's in every religion. And by the time we're sophisticated and grown up, we're, oh yeah, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, competitive differentiation amongst our product lines. That means <laughs> mine's better, yours is worse. And I'm going to tell people that yours is worse so that I can get them to buy mine and I can get, you know, the, the car in the expense account and you can't. And we get into this whole competitive thing and it's game on. And do you ever stop to think like, what happened? Like, what happened? Because it feels like uh, things are just getting worse. Now they are, you know, I remember, oh, back in now, y'all already know I'm 70, so there's no need in me talking about dates. (laughs) But back in the day, they'd say, um, you know, do unto others, and the world is coming to an end, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's, been coming to an end for a thousand years. It hasn't yet. But then I yet find myself having moments thinking like, what is going on? It just seems so bad. Are we getting any better? You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're, we're getting more sophisticated. We're able to, because of our social science, which is the ability to look at things and evaluate them and measure them 
and then test against the measurements. We, we are getting better and better at increasing that sense of separation uh, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible to pull a book off the bookshelf and have a chapter that starts with, in challenging and difficult times, in divisive times like these, dot, 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 and have it be something that was written in 2023 or written in 1980 or written in 1918. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not this year. It's, we're always living in challenging times. It's the nature of time. So there's always a challenge. There's always a possibility. There's always something new. Yeah, I think that what's going on now is a lot more focused on the divisiveness than it necessarily has been in the past. And maybe it's just that it's more obvious. I think so. I think, Uh, yeah, because there's always been different parties, political parties around the world, always been different um, you know, I want it my way kind of thing. And and it's not so much I want it my way because I don't like you. It's just that I think my way is better. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, so where do we, where do we come to some compromise? And that was, that's just out. Um, yeah, just, compromise is out of fashion. It's much more important to bash the other side than it is to find a way forward. I completely agree. A quick side note, you know, if you, if you say uh, Nazis and fascism, good or bad, mm-hmm. generally there was bad, okay. And then you say Henry Ford, good or bad. You say, wow, Henry Ford, you know, father of the, you know, the automobile industry and he invented the assembly line and all that. But then again, he was very full-throated in supporting the Nazis and fascism. Mm-hmm. Oops. Okay. Well, now we've got a little conflict. And that's just in like, a, that's two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you <laughs> And there's a what? conflict that's going on there. There's a lot of that. You know, there's a yeah. lot of that kind of thing. And when we don't take time to research or know who it is we're actually talking to and what they really believed. Uh, you know, I, I read some of, well, it's all old stuff, you know, the old stuff. And sometimes I run, <laughs> I run into statements that are made that would be terribly politically incorrect now. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to stop and say, now, does this reflect their mindset or this is just the time it doesn't reflect the, any hatred on their part necessarily. That's just the language that was used at the time, the idea that was of that day. But sometimes I have to stop and think. And if you don't do that, you know, there's there's an anger that can come up, and then you know, well, I don't want to read this anymore. But you, then you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it's mm-hmm. not about that. It's, you know, so then that comes back to this oneness. We're all one and we're just trying to do the best we can. You know? Um, yeah. And uh, on the one end of the spectrum, is like, it's all divisive. It's us against them. And, you know, it's the Democrats or it's the Republicans or it's the fascists or it's the Black Lives Matter or it's the... Um, the clan or whoever's taking over for you can find, you know, there's, there's something on, on either side and that's all completely true. And I think there's a possibility. And by the way, on the other, the other end of the spectrum is um, the idea that the centers for spiritual living has, which is a world that works for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, I can agree to that. But that's so fluffy that I don't know how to get there. I don't know what that means. Mm. I know that I want to do that. So what what I'm moving towards is a is a pivot in consciousness, sort of a collective global pivot in consciousness. Because we're really good, like you say, at pointing out the things that we don't like and who's wrong and what's unacceptable and what's the matter with it, et cetera. Well, what's the world that I do want? What does the world that I want look like? If I turn away from that and I open myself up to this, what is it that I want? And presumably it'll be somewhere along the road to a world that works for everyone. What's the world that I want? What am I inviting? And what I'm in, what am I investing myself in? And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm moving into that because that's been coming up a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So that's actually going to be the topic on Christmas Eve for my Sunday morning talk. Which, and I'm, I'm in that exciting pocket right now because it's it's going to happen after the podcast <laughs> airs. <laughs> I I really I'm, I'm glad you brought up the um, thing in the world that works for everybody, and then where you're going with it. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, please, just like if we could just grind it down even more, because it took me to a time when I first started pastoring, and you know, we you have all these philosophies that you carry into the the experience. And I like to find um, compromise, you know, that common ground, because I know everybody wants their own way. Or, you know, let's just say we have two sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm the one who says, okay, let's look at both sides and see if we can take the best of both worlds and see what we can come up with. Well, I flunked on that in the first church. <laughs> just miserably flunked on it because you know you're supposed to come in and there has to be a win and a loss and I kept thinking there does not have to be a win or lose you know I mean somebody's not going to have what they want 100% but can you live with a little bit of what you don't want and let's just move into the area of compromise. And then the next go around, let's see what we have it at that point. But it doesn't have to be resolved right now to the point that somebody gets bashed and hurt. Okay, that yep. didn't work. So then I went to the next church and it didn't work there either. So, <laughs> so the problem obviously is churches. <laughs> well, or me. <laughs> One of the two. I, I'm just... It's not about, they like, nobody likes that word compromise, but you can't have it your way. You just can't all the time. So can you take a loss for somebody else to have their way for a change? Like, it's not like we're going to, in six weeks or six months or six years, we're going to be, this is going to happen. We're, we're going day by day, moment by moment. And can we do that in a spirit of peace and love and what's going to work in the moment? Yeah, well, I wouldn't win the, the election with, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of those fundamental questions. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And yeah. the number of people who say, I want to be happy because I'm right. <laughs> and you don't. No, you get to, you get to choose. <laughs> You, you might be right, s- but if you if you don't want to be if you don't care about being happy, then, then you're just going to be like either a sore loser or a sore winner. 
oh, this, you can't win all. There's no win. You know, it's how we make out with each other. The one thing I, I was in corporate America, the one thing I loved about corporate America is at the end of the day, five or six o'clock, you know, like you could brutally go after each other in whatever situation it might have been, a, a competitive whatever, but everybody goes out for happy hour, you know, and nobody's pissed mm-hmm. at happy hour. And I always thought, like, what are they? And and you listen, I wanted to name a Bible study happy hour one time. You would have thought, I mean, oh, I can imagine there were a bunch of people unhappy about that. Oh my goodness, it was awful. You know, she is not well. We won't even go into that. But I was the most awful person in the world, and I just thought, okay, you just you guys just don't get it. So I tried it again and again and again. It never worked. It never ever worked. But the whole idea was somehow in, in my corporate experience, people, after we left, they laid down everything and became human that wanted to interact with each other. And people were having drinks and buying drinks for other people. Whereas a couple hours ago, you know, it wasn't like that. You're, thought, you're trying to grab the top prize and... Yeah, and I'm thinking, this is really, and it, I'll tell you, it only took me one time to learn this because I was selling contracts, software maintenance contracts, and I'm going to win, okay? I can't go mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to my, I can't go back to my <laughs> office, not a winner. Look at me, in the 80s, you, I could <laughs> not go back and not win. Not but then, <laughs> then the first happy hour I went to, I'm thinking like nobody was mad at me. You know, that was, that was great. You really nailed it. And I'm thinking, but you didn't say that then. (laughs) So I learned how to, so I wonder why is it like that outside of the God space, so to speak, the the God consciousness space? Why is that? Well, there's judgment on us and them. So, and I'm still thinking about the communion wine spritzer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did you do that? At the happy hour. No, but if I were to do a happy hour for church, that, I'd certainly include something completely sacrilegious like that. I just <laughs> thought it was the greatest idea. Matter of fact, I still do. I wouldn't try I think it. it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, try, I mean, we'll try it sometime. New Thought has a lot of room for that sort of thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find an intersection of lots of stuff in New Thought because we don't have a whole lot of rules. we got one rule. There is oneness. That's where we started this whole thing. So let's uh, let's take another break and then do a prayer on realizing the oneness and letting go of all the rest of this nonsense. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. 
Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. I'm having a wonderful conversation, wonderful about oneness. And uh, that's what we're going to do the, the prayer on. And there are so many ways that we can convince ourselves that there's separation, that there's all these factions and lines and differences and difficulties. And Carol, as you are talking about um, before the break, you know, to be able to go to work and battle it out. And then after, you know, five o'clock, go to happy hour with the same people we're doing battle with. And it's like, no, the battle is part of the job. And mm. it's set up that way because by being competitive, we're all striving to do the best that we can. And the way it's set up is that somebody's going to, somebody's going to get the contract. Somebody's going to win. Somebody is going to sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. And somebody else is going to sell $150,000 worth of stuff. And the hundred thousand, which would have seemed really great without the better sale doesn't seem nearly as good, but you know, that's what happened. Okay. That's where I am. And that's, you know, we're on that path and we can get past that. There's the old cartoon of the, I think it's the, the wolf and the sheepdog and, <laughs> and they, they go to work, they bring their lunch pails and they go <laughs> inside the field and they battle it out, tear each other to pieces and all sorts of horrible, vicious stuff. And then the whistle will blow and they'd sit down and have lunch together. Mm-hmm. whistleblow again they go back at it okay exactly we can do that the truth is we don't have to play one role at a time we don't have to let some particular identity be all that we are so that's what we're doing and this is the prayer part is to recognize that there is one power and presence that cloaks itself in different disguises and different appearances with different aspects and different perspectives that one divine power and presence exists everywhere. It is everything. It is everyone. It is every moment. And when it is unfolding in a way that seems uplifting and harmonious and positive and life-affirming and good, we label it as that and everything is fine. And when it shows up looking like something which we do not have anything in common with, which we disagree with, which we do not want to have be part of our world, we can label it as bad. And it's still there. Our opportunity is to understand what it is, perhaps what brought it into being, and what we can have instead. The internal process for us is to identify what is the world that I want? What is that next new experience that I choose to have? And then get past the ideas of separation and open to the oneness. So as we turn our attention to that one creative power, that one divine presence, we understand that that one must be everything. It must be everyone. It must be everywhere. It is not possible that God is over there and not over here. It is not possible that God is me and not the person who's sitting on the bus next to me. It is not possible that God exists everywhere except the three feet around me and I'm somehow undeserving or less than. There is one. And that one has been that one since the very beginning of time unfolding and revealing and evolving and expressing itself into ever more rich experiences and nuance. 
and is now present as 8 billion humans on planet Earth and all of the rich diversity that exists on this wonderful planet and all the planets in the solar system around us and the sun and all the stars in the sky. It's all that one taking specific and particular form. And it all fits together in a way that works on a cosmic level. The galaxies, the solar systems, the planets, the particles, the protons and neutrons and electrons, all formed in such a way as to bring this goodness into particular form. And that's true everywhere. It must be true everywhere. It can't be true somewhere and not somewhere else. So the truth of what each of us is, is that divine light, that power and presence, that God essence expressed in our own unique individual way from our unique individual perspective. And so is everything else. So as we sit here in our God presence, aware of that divine power within, that infinite intelligence within, we get to understand that even though we have our perspective, our evaluations of good and bad, of preferable and objectionable, it's all one. And we have the opportunity to recognize that oneness, to let go of ideas of separation open to that idea that we are all part of that divine power and presence, and invite in a new awareness. As we move towards a world that works for everyone, what is in the world that I want to live in? What is desirable? What is unacceptable? What is my next perfect step? And I know that I ask that on behalf of each one here, inviting that guidance, inviting that wisdom, inviting that knowledge. What is our part? What is our next perfect step to take and to let go of? What is ours to release? As we turn from what has been to what is next, that divine power and presence, that infinite intelligence, that one love, that oneness that is everything and everywhere is sharing itself even more richly and fully and deeply and sweetly as each of us, bringing more and more goodness into our lives. So that guidance, that next step, that urging, that openness to something new is happening now for each of us. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the guidance. I'm grateful for the willingness of each one to play his and her part. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that this is unfolding. And with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and release it into that creative law that always says yes. And I know it once again is saying yes. It's saying yes. And so I let it be. And so it is. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org.
This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.